everyone. Welcome to our first history podcast. My name's Kitten, and this is my co-host, Mitchell. Hello, everyone. We are doing our pilot episode today. So welcome on board. Thank you, Kitten. Our topic for today is New Year's. So it's January 25th. Uh, aren't we 25 days late to be talking about the New Year? Well, today's the Chinese New Year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Xinyan Kuaila. What? Xinyan Kuaila. What does that mean? It means Happy New Year in Chinese. So we'll be talking about Chinese New Year's, Victorian New Year's, and you'll be talking about... I'll be talking about the Western New Year. Good. So I'll start talking about the Chinese New Year. Um, the Chinese New Year began out of fear from the Chinese people. Why am I not surprised? They're afraid of this mythical beast called Nian. Nian? Yeah, Nian. Is that like uh, Xing Nian Kuai Le? Yeah, it means year. His name means year. So wait, so, so the beast, this creature, his, his name means year? Yes. Okay. They're afraid of him because he eats livestock, crops, and even children. Scary. I know. So, the Chinese would put food on their front doorsteps for protection. Nian would eat all their food and leave the babies and other people alone. And the story goes that one year, Nian was scared by a child wearing red. So, is that why when I go to a Chinese restaurant, there's red everywhere? Yeah. Red's their lucky color. I see. Nian's also scared by firecrackers, so they light lots of firecrackers to scare away him. He's a big baby. Nian was finally captured by a Taoist monk. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but Han Zhen Lao Tzu. And he rode Nian as his steed. Off into the sunset. Yes, off into the sunset. Now, Mitchell, what have you got to share for us? Uh, a couple things. Firstly, the Chinese New Year is, is based on the lunar calendar, whereas in the West, we have the solar calendar. Um, currently, we, we use the Gregorian calendar, which was established in 1582 by Pope Gregory Thirteenth. It replaced the old Julian calendar, which was the old Roman calendar, which was established by Julius Caesar in 46 BC. Oh, so Julius Caesar had his own calendar. He sure did. He was I wonder the man. if I get to have my own calendar. If you grow up to conquer the world or be Pope, you just might be able to do that. <laughs> now, prior to the Julian calendar, the new year fell on March 1st. Does that mean you celebrate on March 1st? The new year, absolutely, yeah. That was, that was ancient Rome a long time ago, before Julius Caesar. Now, it took a while for January 1st to be recognized as the new year. It wasn't until the 17th and 18th centuries that most Western countries recognized it as such. Until then, various days ranging from Christmas to Easter were the New Year. So, we know when the New Year is, but do you know where the New Year is? Well, I sure don't. <laughs> well, I do, luckily. The New Year starts in the Pacific Ocean, actually, immediately west of the International Dateline. The country of Kiribati is the first country to usher in the New Year. And then it moves westward, and the first big celebrations are in Sydney, Australia. Oh, I've seen those on TV. Yeah, and we sit at home and watch them on TV, the fireworks going off in Sydney, and mm -hmm. then the Taipei 101 building, and all the fireworks and festivities in Hong Kong, and moves west across the earth, 
And the last big festival is in the country of Chile. I see. Okay, so our next topic will be done by me. I'm very interested in Victorian history, so I will be stereotypically talking about Victorians at the moment. Oh, people love to stereotype Victorians, <laughs> yes, don't they? Yes, they do. Um, Victorians celebrate the New Year um, quietly at home. Of course, of course. Having their tiny suppers. Um, they would <laughs> sing the song Old Lang Syne, what of course. Is, what does that mean? It means old long ago, literally. Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's the Robert Burns poem. Yeah, and it's placed to a traditional folk song of some sort. Interesting. And we'll hear a clip of it shortly. Awesome. Yes. For Old Lang Syne, sung by Robert Carr, Edison Records. with the New Year of 1908. Mm-hmm. On to our next topic. Victorians had two figures. Oh, and I forgot to mention this. The Nian, mm-hmm. which meant year. Yeah. The Chinese people were actually afraid of Nian, which is weird because the Eastern people welcome in Nian. I mean the Western people. Or the year, right? Yeah, in the West yes. we were like, hey, the New Year, yay. They welcome in, but the Chinese were actually afraid of They were of scared of the yeah. New Year. It's wow. very interesting. Anyways, but the Victorian figures for the New Year is Father Time and Baby New Year. And Baby New Year, that's his actual name. So, Time is personified as the father and the New Year is personified as the baby? 
Well, not exactly. The baby New Year starts out at the beginning of New Year as a baby. And throughout the year, he grows really, really fast. And by the end of the year, he's father time. I see. The, another tradition of Victorians was for unmarried ladies to throw hazelnut into the fire. And they'd turn their back to the fire, and they'd chant, burn or die, crack and fly. Wow. And whenever the hazelnut hit the fire, it would determine whoever they were going to marry. So That's crazier than little, Chinese. Little fortune telling there. <laughs> I also want to talk about the ball dropping in New York, because I know everyone goes and sees the ball drop. I watch it on TV. I do too, because we're not that exciting. So the first ball drop in New York City was in 1907 to welcome in the 1908. But this isn't, wasn't the first ball drop in New York cities or other big cities of the U.S. Before 1883, st time wasn't standardized. So, say you're in a city a couple hours from each other. Chicago, Boston, other big cities in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Our minutes would be different from each other. Maybe by half hour or even five minutes. Because people told time by when the sun was highest in the sky. So, at noon, they would set their watches because the sun was highest. Big cities, such as Boston and New York... It, in particular, in New York, it was on the Western Union building, tall buildings like that. They had a ball drop every day at noon. So, when Standard Time came along in November 18, 1883... Thanks to the railroads. Mm-hmm. The railroads were the main reason for Standard Time. They no longer needed to set their watches by the ball drop. The first New York Times... City Square celebration, New Year celebration, was in 1904. People gathered there to celebrate the New Year. In 1907 to, to 1908, they're welcoming in 1908, they had the first ball drop. And this ball was not like ours. It wasn't made of crystal. It was made of iron and wood <laughs> and weighed 700 pounds. My goodness. Mm-hmm. It had 125 watt bulbs, though. It was actually electrified, like the one we have now. People would also, especially, I guess, men would wear the top hats. The men would wear top hats that would have 1908 lit up like the on them. Like the glasses that we wear now. Yeah, and they'd say 1908, and they were battery-powered, which was awful cute. That about wraps up our show for this week. Yay. Our first episode. How about that? All right. Good job, And it Kim. wasn't too bad, right? No, it wasn't. We also want to touch on things that we're hoping to offer in the future for you guys. Some instructional videos, some soap making, old-time crafts. I'm not sure, really, but it'll be really fun. And educational. Oh, and educational, of course. Um, we'd also like your input. If you want to send us ideas for the show, topics we can talk about. Corrections. Corrections. We might need to be corrected every so often, yes. Um, if you want to have your music featured with us, you send can definitely send it in to me. Yeah, send us your music. The email you can reach us at is in the show notes, so please check those out. 
and I'd love to hear your comments and everything about that. So we'll see you next week, hopefully, and goodbye for now. Bye.